101.1. Current events. Personal values. Political and social issues. Technology. Wars and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. Passports that most don't see as being prophetic are just one way of control through this pandemic. Are Iran and Biden working together? And how do we control the world through weather? The Pope calls for a new world order, but first we must remove all borders. The church is crumbling while the earth is shaking and a world of lawlessness is overtaking. The deepening of sins and the increase of crimes are just some of 2021's signs of the times oh my you- <laughs> welcome to our special year in review it's a it's a year in review we had to do something special you wax it. eloquent so i i had to wax eloquently we, need, we have a new christmas or new year's a uh, thing or something yes. like something you'll see in little up in stores yes uh, uh <laughs> what is it uh bob cratchit or yeah something we've got to give it a name yeah, we got to give it we'll something see. we will well anyway welcome <laughs> to our year in review and our look ahead to what might be happening in 2022. So thanks for joining us. This is episode 196. Whether you're listening live or later on our audio or video podcast, we appreciate you making the time. For us, in the midst of a busy holiday time of for most, unless you're listening later next week on this podcast, which you might be into next year. So you'll know if anything that Pastor Mark says that might be happening in 2022 might happen next week. We never know. Anyway, if you're new to the program, you can learn more about us by visiting the Way Media. .net, then click on Signs of the Times, which, by the way, is the only place that you can read the articles that we will discuss. And now, here to recap 2021 and to look ahead at 2022 is Pastor Mark Kirk, who once told a chemistry joke, but there was no reaction. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, hopefully there'll be a better reaction when I go through these articles. Now, um, <laughs> You know, yeah, I thought what we'd do today, Greg, and I think it's a great, actually, um, um, really more of the idea was kind of given to me by you, actually, and kind of the way that I've put it together here is just looking at the year, uh, month by month, really, it's the first real official, official, uh, year-end recap or, you know, that we've ever done. We've oftentimes talked about, you know, okay, we briefly talked about it, but we look more just what's going to happen in the coming year, and I kind of like looking back and the way we're going to do this because I'm hoping it will give us kind of a snapshot of kind of this pattern that happened last year heading into 2022. Yeah. And before we uh, jump into that, I just want to give out a, a, a kudos and a thanks. Uh, first of all, for two things. Number one, uh, for those of you that have been enjoying our uh, the video uh um, of signs of the times versus right. listening to us on an audio podcast. Just want to give out a shout out to Abby for being faithful every Friday right. uh, to be job. here to run in the video for us. That's right. And also a big uh, shout out to Jim, yeah. uh, who most of you do not know, will not see, but he works every week in helping to compile most of the articles that we have and work tirelessly to compile a year's worth from no- from January th- actually through November, we didn't yeah. do Decembers yeah. in this, uh, to compile a year's worth of material for you to review for our year-end review. Yeah. So we always appreciate Jim's hard work uh, each and every week uh, for you, the listener, and for us, because that saves us a lot of time for show prep, uh, for sure. So yeah, thank and, you, and Jim. you think about, yeah, what Jim put together, you know, Greg, we have four shows every month, and so we have all those articles. So what I've done is I've gone through all those articles that were compiled by Jim, and uh, we do thank him, obviously, for all that and for Abby as well and the work they do uh, behind the scenes. And then we, I just I pulled out some of the things that really just kind of jumped out at me. Yeah. Some of them, as we go through the month, you're going to see repeat a little bit. And I, I left them there to show a pattern. You kind of see, like, now this gets introduced. And then they go, mm. now it gets reintroduced. And you see this pattern of kind of, really, I think it's kind of a neat um, snapshot of, of how... Uh, God and the enemy are working as we head into the, the you know the last days and and kind of uh, where what direction we're going. So I, I'm excited about. Yeah, this. Let's just okay. jump into sure. it. Again, we started here in January. This is from last January, 
And one of the headlines we had was green coronavirus immunity passport shortly to be issued. Boy, has that come to pass or what? Again, look how it, it was just introduced. Okay, and there was the introduction of it. It's kind of like we, I remember we talked about it. It's like, wow, can you, you know, obviously working toward the sign of the mark of the beast and all that, but wondering, would it happen? Where are we on it? And, of course, it hasn't happened worldwide yet, but it is happening worldwide. Um, not for everyone, but some nations are doing it as nations. Uh, we have certain areas now in New York City. I was going to say pockets in cities yeah. here and there. Yeah. yeah, you have to have them. And so these things have been issued. And again, remember, this was maybe not the very beginning, but Greg, this was kind of where we saw last year kind of the ramping up of really this worldwide mindset uh, working us toward the mark of the beast. It all began with the vaccines. It's been going into other things as well. But it's almost this mindset now of, all right, here's here's how we can begin to put everyone in a pot together so we can keep up with everyone and watch everyone and once you get the mindset out there of everyone cooperating together in this kind of database system, that's really all you need now for the acceptance of the mark. Now, see, one of the big things I've been saying for years is how would the world accept the mark of the beast? We're just going to say, okay, yeah, everybody's going to take a mark. Yeah, right. I'll tell you what. From last year in January to this year in January, we we're much more apt to be open to that as a world and as a culture than we were a year ago. And this is kind of, you know, watching it kind of ramp up or, or seeing kind of the beginning of it um, as it began. Another article is from Costa Rica to Zambia. Coronavirus pandemic forces debt crisis. Now, again, we, we, what we're looking at is kind of this whole overall formulating, if you will, of the last days. The pandemic formulating everyone getting ready for the mindset of the mark. We saw that begin last year at the 1st of January. And then in the same month, Greg, we jumped into debt crisis issues. Now, remember the pandemic. So that's one world economy. Yeah. It's going to be tied into the mark. Remember with the mark, you can't buy or you can't sell. So you're going to see, it's interesting to watch the kind of the formulation of seeing this whole push toward this um, uh, mindset of oneness together uh, in the shot, if you will, working toward the mark. And then now the seeing the pandemic forcing a debt crisis. All of these things are going to culminate together into forcing the world to go along in this um, one world government that we're going to see coming. So, you can kind of watch it formulate as you see these articles. Look at this next one. Big Tech Coalition is developing a digital COVID vaccine passport. Now, I know it's very similar to the one we just talked about. But now you're seeing, again, first the mention of it. Then you're seeing Big Tech get involved in it, uh, pushing it. So larger forces happening uh, in this at the same time. And notice this. At the end of January, or working toward the end of January, we see another theme developing. The EU welcomes a friend in the White House. <laughs> now, this is key to me, Greg. Yes. Pardon me, I may get a drink every so often. If you hear me get quiet out there, um, I'm kind of dealing with some uh, uh, drainage issues here with stuff. But anyway, I kind of let our listeners know what I'm doing. If it gets quiet for a moment, I'll try to be quick on that. But why is this interesting to me? Now, we can't, we can't uh, organize which articles are going to be out in what month. But I watch these articles to see kind of a formulation of what's happening. At the same time, the world's kind of getting conditioned to this one world working together for this solution. Now we're looking at passports working toward the mark of the beast. We see EU welcoming a friend in the White House. Why do I find that intriguing? Because, remember, the EU is where the Antichrist is going to come out of. The one world everything, which we saw formulating during January, is going to come out of the European Union. And now we have at least seemingly the greatest power on the planet we'll know if we ever get tested a lot of times you don't know your hair's been cut like samson until you get up and you're tested i think we've been samson in the past i wonder now if somebody was to say hey the world is upon you if we jump up the philistines are upon you america Mm. we may jump up and find out we're just like any other nation but the world sees us as the world leader and you see here a friend in the white house that that's I mean, that can sound good, and I guess that's okay to some degree politically. But, but not Greg, prophetically. But there's, Yeah, but Greg, there's something much deeper here. What this signified to me prophetically and spiritually is, it shows America getting in line with the world mindset and the world system. And the EU recognizing that, and the headline being, you know what, now we can pull America into this thing. And I'll tell you, I'm kind of getting ahead of where we're going to be in the second half, looking at where we're going, but I'll mention it right here because it's very appropriate and that is, you're going to see, I think, a major push in a major rapid way heading up to elections to see more unification before the uh, the 22 elections come up because there's going to be some major changes, and they know their time is short. And so I think we're in for a very, very, I would just say, put your seatbelt on for 2022. Well, I would say crisis brings control. So what we've seen is we've seen the crisis through this pandemic, 
of COVID-19, a 99.7% survivable virus, acting as if 9 out of 10 people are dying. And the controls that are that are being allowed to be put in place, freedoms that are being stripped, yeah. monitoring that's being ha- that's that's coming about yeah. as a result of this crisis brings control. Uh, from well, from a prophetic standpoint, that's exactly, exactly right. what's happening. You're exactly right, Greg. And it's interesting because uh, it, searching today's news again as well, it was interesting to me. Just as a side note, that patents were secured in 2018 for a coronavirus shot. <laughs> That's why. That's why I said at the beginning of the show, this isn't a pandemic; it's a pandemic. Well, but I mean, again, that gives credence to what you're calling yeah. it. Because if why in 2018 did we have patents for this shot, and it wasn't until 2020 that it hit? Anyway, timing is everything, isn't it? Yes. And so again, you see this pattern here: getting the world ready for this. Everyone working together in some type of of solution as working as a world. You see America now becoming more friends with the European Union, which is where this is all going to be centered out of. At the same time, Greg, the last days, the Bible tells us that there's going to be a falling away. And watch this next article in January of last year. Some pastors fear their churches won't survive the pandemic. Now, why is that? Because many churches quit meeting. Now, I know there was a lot of pressure uh, by certain governments and the governors to stop meeting. But for those that didn't have that pressure and those that kept meeting even though they had the pressure, these churches have thrived. Mm-hmm. You know, we have actually, uh, you know, we kept on pushing on through through all of this, and we actually have thrived and grown a lot larger. We've doubled, you know, uh, more than doubled since this whole pandemic thing began, and yet we've seen no deaths in the body. I, I, I thank God for that. I, I praise yeah. the Lord for that. I, I don't say that any other way, but, I, you know, probably shouldn't even mention that. The point is, is that um, back in January, pastors were afraid they wouldn't survive the pandemic, Greg, because they weren't continuing to meet in many instances, and they didn't survive. So many churches went under this past year and the last two years. But what I've seen is the churches that continued on and were obedient to teach the word, Greg, they've thrived. Yeah, you know, let's talk about that for a quick minute because the issue that we're talking about is not one of defiance to the government, rebellion to the government, or against CDC, you know, whatever. It's about obedience to what God's word tells us in yeah. Hebrews 10, that's right. 24 and 25. That's, right. that's all this is about. Yeah. It, listen, if Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 was not in there, yeah. who knows what we would have done yeah. as a church. But but scriptures always has to be our guiding principle yeah. in what we do in our personal lives and what we do in our corporate lives as the body of Christ. So, uh that's that's the whole issue, and I think just God blessed our obedience. Yeah, and I want to read this because, Greg, yeah. a lot of people might be saying, what are you talking about, Greg? It sure. says this, t- speaking to the church, uh, it says, and let us not consider one another, or let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now, let, let me make several yeah, explain observations. Explain what the day is, is there, yeah, too. too important yeah. here. Number one, I'm not saying if we see some major uh, illness coming through that, you know, people are dropping dead all around us, we need That's to back. That's a different issue. Yeah, we need to back off. Everybody take cover and let this thing pass by. That's wisdom. But that wasn't what COVID was. COVID did not come through killing everybody. As a matter of fact, um, it's still overall with 90, 99% survival rate now with the numbers worldwide overall. Most that die were the elderly and those, as they talk about, that Had have comorbidity issues. Yes, there you go. Something already wrong with them. So now, so, so the churches that kept going on saying, look, let's not panic. Let's continue to um, meet. And this is where that verse commands us to do that, Greg. It's very interesting. I want to lay the context. Jesus said in the last days in Matthew 24, which we may or may not get to today, which is fine if we don't, but he said this. He said, in the last days, there will be an increase in pestilences with an S, things like COVID-19. Now, he didn't give us the name COVID-19. He didn't give us the name of these other things. He just said they would be there. Now, with that foundation in place, he also said here in Hebrews, hey, don't stop meeting as you see the day approaching. So in, in one breath, he says, as you see the day approaching, there's going to be more illnesses and viruses and stuff coming through the world. In the next breath, he says, and when you see that, keep meeting. Don't skip church. Don't stop going. Don't just watch from home. And by the way, those that are listening to me today, you need to be in church. Now, again, use wisdom. If you have some life-threatening comorbidity, something that could cause you to die, I'm not saying put yourself in danger, but I'm saying if you're healthy 
and you're not in that danger zone, God's word commands us to be in fellowship. And so God knew there would be these pestilence. He knew that. And at the same time, he commanded us to go to church. So what we did, we chose to obey his word. We said, all right, Lord, you're the one that has to sort this out. You're the one that said it. So here we go. And Greg, we've been extremely blessed. And it gets back to this article here that says many churches are afraid they wouldn't survive. And the numbers now have shown that many churches have either dwindled so much that they're almost dead. And many churches have closed their doors because they didn't obey the word of God and continue to meet together. I see um, a legitimate time not to meet in danger. And I see a time where the enemy comes in and deceives people and pulls people away from gathering so that God's church can be hurt. And I think a lot of that happened here during this whole pandemic. Yes. So, um, again, that was January. It took me longer <laughs> to get through January Just than January. I thought. Wow. But now we jump into February. Notice here the trend in February. Iran could be weeks away from enough nuclear material for a bomb. Now, we've been hearing this for years. Uh, Iran's close to getting it. They don't get it. They're close to getting it. They don't get it. We know at some point, if we don't stop them, they will. But remember, this theme of Iran getting the bomb goes back to the theme of Ezekiel 38 and 39, slowly building toward the time where they'll try to annihilate the nation of Israel. So we always keep our finger on those kind of articles. So that was mentioned in February. At the same time in February, notice this. President Biden hasn't called Israel's Netanyahu yet, raising fears of a frosty four years. There's my rhyme for the day, Greg, like yours. <laughs> um, you know, it's, uh, you know, but the, the bottom line is, as you see... Yes. Uh, the article here talking about the fact that uh, Iran is ramping up the um, ability to attack. At the same time, America, who has been a defender and wanted to stand with Israel, starts backing away, giving kind of a, I guess at Christmas time, this is an appropriate way to say it, a frosty approach uh, to the nation of Israel. Yes. Uh, melting in our support for the nation of Israel. Enough jokes. Um, <laughs> but um, the bottom line is, is look at this. You, you, again, why do I point this out? I want our listeners to be looking spiritually. Notice the spiritual pattern. As you see the enemy helping uh, Israel's enemies, you see um, the those that used to be friends of Israel now pulling away. This is what the Bible says will happen in the last days. You're kind of watching it formulate by the headlines. At the same time, in that month, the next article, Pope's visit to Iraq Ziggurat, which is an Iraq place of false worship, uh, back during Abraham's day. Uh, he, he goes there to bring together several faiths and hopefully lure more visitors. Now remember... Um, the Bible talks about a one-world religion in the last days. As you see people turning on Israel, as you see, um, you'll see a one-world religion, as you see a one-world government forming. He brings all these different religions together. Who could better do it than the leader of the world's largest religion, the Christian faith, if you will, the Pope, a leader, I'll put that in quotes, of the, of the Catholic Church. Well, he, he's the, out of all the religions in the world, only one religion has a universally recognized leader. There Only one, and that's there Catholicism. And that's why I believe, and this is not to be offensive to anyone no, in any way, I'm just going to say this. the truth. I believe the false prophet will be a pope. When we talk about the Antichrist and the false yeah. prophet, my, my belief is it will be a pope. Why? Because of his power and position to bring the entire world together to the Antichrist. And so um, that's not to be offensive, that's to be factual, um, and what it looks like from Scripture and from the setting of the world today. Yeah, well, and also, too, Pastor Mark, really quick, if you ever watch any news story or any news interview from the world regarding the Pope, even the world treats the Pope with reverence. The media treats him with reverence. If they interview any other religious leader, it's like interviewing a political opponent. Right. I just want to bring that up if you've yeah. ever noticed that in the news. No, so, it's a great point. There's a it's power a point. there. And well, yeah. and again, it's interesting here, the symbolism to me, Greg, in this article, not only bringing the world's faith, faiths together, which I think will happen under the Pope during the Antichrist, um, and talks about that in Revelation, but also the fact that he had to go to it, to Iraq for a ziggurat, which is where this whole picture of the mystery Babylon, the Bible talks in Revelation about mystery Babylon, the whole picture of the revived Roman government connected to the revived spiritual Babylon, and now the Pope bringing the face of the world together at a ziggurat, which is the place of worship, which was a place of rejection of God. Think about this. He brought them to a ziggurat. Greg, the ziggurat is why God gave different languages and it's split amazing, everybody isn't up it? because they were seeking false gods. And he, and he brings everyone there. It's a, just... The irony is not lost. No kidding. So we finished February. We march into March. And notice this. The world turns to climate action. Now, this is one we're going to see over and over and over. Uh, there are certain things that happen. Again, Sorry. that's okay. I like it. I just, you could have done that. You could have done it. That, that would have been, I love that because I just, to the me, that evil is, empire, yeah. I love it because that is what it's going to be. Look, 
There are several issues, Greg, and you and I were talking about before the show began. Things that are going to unite the world under this one world government, under this yeah. one world religion, under the one world we got to pull together. What the, and what is the shot? This virus is being used that way. How long that will last, we'll see. Climate change is another another huge, another crisis. Another huge way. Save the planet. Yes. And again, we're going to talk more about that on Sunday yeah. you know, as far as the climate stuff. But there's no need to worry about any of that. The Lord holds all things together. This is all spiritual being yeah. used. You know, we can make the arguments about what you want scientifically. That's not the issue. This is a spiritual issue being used to unite the world. And we have no need to worry about it. But again, notice this. The world turns to climate action. Why would the world turn to climate action? Because, Greg, as we work toward this one world government, Satan is using these major world themes to bring the world together. This is all a ruse. He would use whatever. Whatever's out there to pull the world together, he will use. It just happens to be right now shots. It happens to be climate change. He's using them. Another article on uh, 2021 on track to become a record-breaking year of major earthquakes and volcanoes, which, by the way, it did. It fit its bill. It had, we've, every year we're increasing in earthquakes and volcanoes, which is what the Bible says in the last days. The earth growing, we're going to see more and more of I that. was going to say, Jesus said that in Matthew 24, and, and, and the Bible explains what the world calls climate change. Yeah. The Bible says the earth will be groaning in the latter days for an, in an increasing sense, for the Lord's return. Yeah. The world as well as the believer, both desiring Maranatha. Yeah. Come Lord and you know, Jesus. Greg, let's just do it. Let's yeah. just take the time. I found myself rushing because I wanted to get to stuff second. I'm not going to rush. If we only talk about the year in review, praise the Lord. That's this fine. is good. I'm okay, enjoying yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I want to bring this real quick up uh, sure. before we get away from number one. Um, have you noticed the volcanoes? I mean, the earthquakes happening here locally. We've had now recently um, uh, several earthquakes here in South Carolina. Uh, oh, in the southeast news. I don't know area. If, well, South Carolina. I don't know if you've, you've heard about those. Uh, but as far as earthquake stuff, it's happening everywhere. But but real quick on the climate thing, and then we'll go on with other articles here in March. Um, let me just remind our listeners, there's this fear factor. Satan uses fear to drive mankind. It's been used with the whole uh, pandemic thing, the shots and all that. Not denying there was a real virus, not denying people have died and are dying. I'm not denying any of that. I'm simply saying that fear has been used to drive this whole thing beyond where it should have been driven. And um, the whole climate issue we forget, and the, the, the threat is this, if it gets too warm, then all the ice caps will melt and will flood the earth, right? Mm-hmm. Those who believe the Bible, we forget the entire earth used to have zero ice. When God created the earth, there was no ice anywhere. Uh, it was just, it was tropical worldwide. The Bible says it was a tropical environment. It was like a greenhouse. The, the entire earth was very warm, very tropical. Very there was wonderful. a canopy of water that encircled yes, the earth. Yes, and here's the thing. All the water that we had on the earth creation is the same water we have today. And we now know there are massive caverns caverns mm-hmm. in the heart of the earth that holds the water that's needed for land to be above. God has said the waves can go so far and they can't go any farther. So here's my point. If all the ice melted today, it would not flood the earth any more than it did at creation. In other words, all it would do, all it would be is wonderful. It would be a tropical, warm environment. We'd all have a, it'd be like the Garden of Eden. As a matter of fact, Greg, I'll bet when Jesus comes back... All the polar ice caps yeah. will melt, and we're going to go back to the way we're the Garden of Eden. So this isn't a bad thing. It's a good thing. Well, and it's all the more reason why we have to believe everything from Genesis to Revelation, because there in the Old Testament, after the flood, God gives the sign of a rainbow as a sign to the world that, it, that he will stand behind his promise that he will never flood there you go. the world again there you go. so it doesn't matter if no. all the ice caps melt I, god says i'm not going to flood it i'll take you to look work. the whole earth used to be without ice yeah. and completely warm if that was to happen again praise the lord yeah. so everybody relax about this whole climate thing it's ridiculous all it would do is get us back to the way god originally created it <laughs> it's just they they don't know the word they don't yeah. believe the word of god but exactly. anyway uh, another article greg we talked about the pope now notice you'll notice these patterns the pope pops up here now in march here he is again pope francis calls for a new world order after the pandemic. Now, that's interesting because at the same time as talking about the Pope gathering the world's religions, he now calls for a new world order, which I believe he's going to be tied into this new world order leader, the Antichrist. See the pattern developing here. Well, and, and the role that the Pope, whether it's Pope Francis or a Pope after him, we're not going to argue that point. But there will be the false trinity, and one of the people in the false trinity is the false prophet it's, right. it's 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 satan's version of john the baptist as john the baptist said jesus is the way the false prophet is going to be gathering the world together saying hey this guy who we don't know yet right the antichrist he has all the answers that's right he will 
quote unquote, save us. That's right. And, and you're right. It doesn't really matter which pope. We've no. got a potpourri of popes. Yes. It just depends on uh, if, when the time is right, the enemy will now, move. Now, some within Catholicism believe Francis is it. Francis is the last pope. You will you will talk to some in the Catholic. Really? Yes, absolutely. And I don't remember. It's a stations of something. I can't remember what they call it, honestly. If you're Catholic and you're into it, you'll remember. I'm a former Catholic. I don't remember. But anyway. Uh, I thought there was one more they were looking for. Well, may, maybe. Uh, like I said, I don't know. I, I thought I had heard that he was the last, but interesting. If it's not him, yeah, we're, then we're well. Either be way, close. oh yeah. Anyway, every pope has fallen yeah. into this role, yeah. and he's doing the same thing. Now, notice again this month, Craig, look at all the look at all the prophetic themes here: Iran, Russia, and Turkey signal growing alliance. Okay, wait a minute, guys. Remember when Iran and Russia attack Iran and Russia attack Israel? Ezekiel thirty-eight and thirty-nine. Guess who else is coming with them? Turkey. Now we're watching. We saw last March Turkey beginning for the first time in the headlines anyway, lining up militarily with Russia and Iran. That's exactly where they need to be for this invasion. Now here's another theme that came up last March, and we're going to see this theme again, Greg, before we're done with the year in review. And this one is very interesting to me. Look at this one. Evidence, and all these are on our website. If you go, you guys can get all these. You know that. So we're not telling where they all came from. They're already logged on our site. But evidence, they will be, yes. Well, but these are from last year, so they should yeah, be but, on Yeah, well, this, this particular document we'll have with oh, this show. Oh, okay, great, great. It'll okay. all be there. All right. Evidence of UFOs to be revealed by national intelligence in 2021 U.S. bill. Now, we used to joke about UFOs years ago, and now we've seen, Greg, some videos that have come out. This whole theme about aliens is coming up more and more. And we saw this video come out that, quite honestly, I saw this real video that came from the jet pilot guys, that the, it's official government video. I mean, there's no, if you didn't know the Bible and you didn't know God, I would believe in extraterrestrial beings. I would say there's no other explanation. These are truly beings from another planet. This thing was traveling at an unbelievable speed and, and the, the jets were maxing out and it left them like they were nothing. There's no technology known to mankind that could do what this thing did that they were watching. And you wonder, well, what is it? Well, the Bible tells us. I believe the Bible tells us and I, it's, it's demonic. I believe God is now allowing the demonic realm to actually manifest and be seen to deceive mankind in the last days. You know, one of the themes of the last days is deception. One of the first things the Lord said in Matthew 24, when they asked him what would be happening in the end times, the first sentence he said is do not be deceived. So there's going to be a lot of deception and we've got to stay just laser focused on the word of God, laser focused on what he says is going to happen, or we're going to be deceived. I believe this introduction here now of UFOs. And then after this, they released that video and there's more we'll talk about later. Okay. Um, I believe this. you're going to see more about UFOs. I think in 2022, you're going to see more stuff. I think it's going to be used by Satan to deceive mankind. I'm not sure how yet, but I do believe you're going to see that. So we see the theme developing here in March. And then we jump in also the Vatican Cardinal. Um, in a globalized world, there are no, are no borders. Again, notice here this worldwide religion, uh, the Catholic Church, how involved in the globalization they are, and they're the ones saying now there are no borders, tear down all borders. Now you wonder, why do we have such a hard time on our southern border? It's because the mindset of the border is that needs to be torn down. We need to be done with it. Uh, again, for a one-world unity, these borders have to be broken down. Notice that theme. I'll hit these other two. I know we're down to the last minute here. Amid COVID divisions, world leaders call for pandemic treaty to fight future emergencies. Now we see the world working together globally to come up with an answer for the pandemic. Notice this, this theme here developing of the globalness. Again, U.S. church membership falls below majority for the first time. Major themes here, Greg, of the end times. Globalization and a falling away of the faith, as the Bible talks about in the last days. It's, it's really cool when you look at these articles back to back. You can begin to see this thing unfolding. When we get into the second half, we'll get into April and go on from there. But have, can you see how this theme, this is what I like. I've never, we've never done it this way before. But I'm enjoying this because although we've covered these articles. It's like a 30,000-foot view. Yes, although we've covered these articles, we're flying over 2021, and we're able to watch this kind of globalization, uh, popization, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> world religion, world yeah. working together, world all this stuff. Everything the Bible says, again, remember, when it talks about prophecy, it's not just one prophecy here or there. We're seeing everything happening at one time, which indicates we are very close to the return of the Lord. Yeah. Wow. Amazing stuff. Uh, and it's uh, good to recap because some of these things I've forgotten yeah. that we discussed, yeah. and it's like, wow, this is fantastic. Yes. Well, that just takes us through March. We'll get <laughs> April through December yep. when we come back on the second side. And don't forget, these documents will be posted with episode 196 this afternoon. We'll be back with more Signs of the Times right after this.
WIAMLP 101.1 FM, Knoxville. It's Crazy Money Day. Hey, I'm Chuck Bentley with My Money Life from Crown. The federal government expects to collect about $4 trillion in taxes this year, with nearly half of it collected through individual income taxes. That's crazy money. The Apostle Paul said in his letter to the Romans that everyone is subject to the governing authorities. They've been instituted by God. Because of this, we pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God attending to this very thing. Paul instructed them to pay to all what's owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed. If God's word says to pay taxes, then we trust and obey. Thankfully, charitable giving can reduce the taxes you owe if you itemize. There are several ways to make your giving go farther this year. First is the gift of stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. These are growing in popularity because donors can claim the fair market value as an itemized deduction. If they've appreciated over time, it's a win-win for donors and charities. Second is bunching or concentrating deductions in one year, then skipping one or several future years. Third, establish a donor-advised fund. I recommend the National Christian Foundation. Donors make a contribution and receive an immediate tax deduction while contributing to charities over time through the fund. The benefit at this point in time is that you get the deduction and you have time to pray about where to give your support. So don't miss out. It's the final day to give this year. In fact, your gift today to Crown will be doubled through our matching challenge. And you can receive my new booklet as a thank you for your generosity. You can give by calling 800-722-1976 or online at crown.org. That's crown.org. A Moment of Grace with Ed Taylor. The church isn't about what we can do for you. The church is about what we can do for God. It's not what we can get. It's what we can give through our lives. That's why we were saved. We were saved to be a vessel for God, to bring Him pleasure, to bring Him honor. We were saved to to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. It's a great passage. And I think those of you that work out physically, you already have it in you to work out spiritually. Just do it. Just apply yourself. You make an appointment with the gym, make an appointment with the Word. You spend an hour and a half in the gym, spend an hour and a half in the Word. Go through a Bible study. Read a book about the Bible. Read the Bible. Pray. You can learn more at edtaylor.org. Grow deeper in your love relationship with Jesus by visiting edtaylor.org. This has been A Moment of Grace with Ed Taylor. Signs of the Times now continues. Here again is your host. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of our weekly look at Bible prophecy in the world's news. These are the Signs of the Times, the year in review for 2021. It's our recap of um, the articles that have really stood out to Pastor Mark from January through November. Uh, since we were just at the end of December, it didn't make much sense to add those in there since we just covered those. If you're a frequent uh, listener or viewer to the program, but we do invite you to go to thewaymedia.net and click on Signs of the Times where you can see all the episodes and a lot more regarding our program. So, Pastor Mark, without any further ado, let's yes. get into the month of April. Let's do it. Let's jump right in. We're just kind of walking through this and watching these uh, prophetic themes jump out at us. The first thing here in April, U.S. military cites rising risk of Chinese move against Taiwan. Now, again, what did Jesus say? You'll see wars and rumors of war. And remember, we just recently saw Russia. They were even saying possibly on Christmas Eve that Russia would move in. Into your Ukraine? Yes. And again, apparently there was this meeting. I think he was using it more of a pressure technique to talk to NATO. And everybody talked to him, and they backed down the pressure, and it didn't happen. He's just being a good politician and using force to do it. But isn't that rumors of war? There it was. Yeah. It's going to happen, and it didn't. And now you see here, Greg, the first mention of Chinese against Taiwan. I think this one will happen. Yeah, I do too. And I think it'll be here in 2022. I think we're going to see, and and I wouldn't be surprised, Greg, to see China move against Taiwan prior to the elections next November in in 2022 this year, because if the Republicans get back in power, they're going to realize there's going to be a greater resistance uh, to China and fighting against China. And right now, I think they see us as weak, 
And I think they're going to make their move while they think there's a president who will do nothing about it. And although the president will still be in in 2022, he won't have the support of the Congress and maybe not as much of the Senate if they wait till then. So this could be interesting to watch. So um, anyway, keep your eye on that. Wars, rumors of wars. That's going to come up again. Uh, Again, notice now the theme pops up again here in April. We saw it was skipped a month, I think. And now we're back to pyramid shaped UFOs spotted by navy maybe the best the world has ever seen filmmaker says (laughs) you know again out of all the ufo sightings this may be the best i don't know i still think the best one was the one i mentioned a moment ago where the pilots were flying alongside it this you had a night but you had a a hypothesis about the pyramid um do you remember that i'm trying to remember what my and i think it had remind me i think it had to do with the description of the cherubim well um, or am I, am I no, you're probably confusing right. Confusing something. Well, else. let me let me think. Well, when, when they were flying with the one, the jets. Okay. Yes. The Bible says when you when you look at that and you see it looks like what they used to call gyroscopes. I think they had like yeah. a, mm-hmm. a, a a wheel yes. this way and then inside the wheel yes. a wheel going that way. Gyroscope. Yeah. If you go watch that video, Greg, this thing turns sideways and guess what? It looks just like it is a wheel within a wheel. You ought to go watch it. I saw it and I freaked out. I was like, oh my goodness. When it turned sideways, it was a wheel within a wheel. That's the description of a cherubim. And again, we talk about Satan, the cherub that, that covered, that fell, all this. So that's why I think this is demonic. That may have been Satan himself, very possibly, or one of the others that have fallen. But now with the diamond-shaped ones, again, one of the things that I mentioned, I can't remember what I specifically brought, brought up about that, but you'll see a very um, uh, right angle movement to them. They, they, they'll they move like this, just right, left, just real straight, strict movements. Yes, and that's which, the gyroscope Which is that. another yeah. description of the angels. If you read Ezekiel chapter 1, and it talks about the cherubim that surround mm. the throne. Remember, some of them fell, some of them yes. didn't. It says when they moved, they moved in a very straight line. Straight left, straight right, straight. They're very, very just, you know, whichever way the wheel turns, these wheels going both ways. So the wheel would move to the left, the right, forward, backward. That's how these things move when you watch them in these videos. So that may have been what I was talking about. There may have been Could something be. else I said. Yeah. Either way, some of these things now, I'm telling you, I believe that some of these sightings are legitimate and they are real, but they're not little green men from other planets. They are demonic. And I know there'll be some that disagree with what I'm going to say, but I'm going to give you, I believe, a theological position on why there can't be any other beings out in outer space. We've talked about it before, and although it may be kind of fun to think about, and how could we be the only one out of all these things God created, I get all those arguments if it wasn't for this fact. The Bible says that all of God's creation has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That would mean that if there's other beings on other planets, under that definition out of Romans, they're all sinners. They've all sinned. The Bible says specifically that Jesus only died for the sins of the world, no S, singular, which means there was no death for the worlds out there, which would mean everyone else has been condemned and there's no hope for salvation. I don't see that as our God. He gives everyone a chance for salvation. So to me, it is theologically impossible to have any alien beings out there because they would be guilty of sin. No one paid for their sin. Therefore, they're created eternally condemned. And although there are some theological positions that would agree with that, I realize that I don't agree with that. And so because of that, I believe there can't be alien beings. But I do think these are real. I think they're mm-hmm. real real demonic. Yes. Now we go on. Uh, April didn't take that long. So, again, April didn't, not a lot that happened what there. stood out to you. Yeah, yeah, that was what it was. Now we come to May. And notice this in May. This is one that we're seeing even talked about more now. And that is the Great Reset is about to become the law in Europe. And America could be next. This thing is is happening so fast, something I, I never believed I would see happen in America. And yet it makes total sense in a lot of the end times. What is the Great Reset? It is where they're trying to reset the entire world under a globalist, socialist, slash, communistic approach to the world. That is, they want the entire world to be reset where we're one global government all working together, and basically the government gives you your place you're going to live, the government allots your salary, the government allots everything to you, what you do, what you don't do, and they monitor you in that. And we even saw in some of the great reset videos, they came out and said by 2030, nobody would own their own property or home, and everybody would be happy. (laughs) I mean, that's legitimate. Because they'll be on drugs. Whatever. But the point is, that is the great reset. It's now becoming um, more accepted in Europe, which, again, we would expect, because this is the place that will be leading for the Antichrist and the revived Roman Empire. But now they're talking about in America, Greg, listen, our last president, President Trump, wouldn't have gone along with any of this. President Biden will. That's why I said this is a golden opportunity for the enemy to make his move. And that's why I think this is going to be a very, very interesting year to watch. Yes. Um, Now, 
What's another major biblical theme that happened in May, which again goes right in line with the signs of the times, and I quote this from Israel today, all of humanity should be united against Israel. Isn't that interesting? In Israel today, the headline, all of humanity should be united against Israel. Again, um, Islamic groups, if you will, urging the world to unite against Israel. What does the Bible say? In the last days, everyone will turn against the nation of Israel. All nations will be against them. So we're going to see that theme continually in through 2022 popping up again as well. We saw it popping up here uh, last year in May. Um, another thing that popped up in May, uh, Fed's Lyle Brainerd pushes digital dollar as central currency race heats up. Now, this is huge for a number of reasons. Greg, I think digital currency and digital things are going to be the main thing to watch for in 2022. I believe you're going to see digital everything. You're going to see AI, technology, technology and digital stuff. I think it's going to explode more than we've ever seen in 2022. Now, that's again, of course, that's going to happen because we know that it explodes every couple, so many years. So it um, make a profit to figure that out. But I think you're going to see a lessening of the dollar and other currencies and a push toward a centralized digital. It doesn't mean the dollar has to collapse. I mean, it could, because we're the, we're the main unit around the world. But it could happen this way. And this is already under discussions. It's simply a matter of saying, okay, the dollar, there's no, there's no way that we can pay back all the debt that we have. Nobody else can pay us back. We can't pay our debts back. So the world resets economically to a digital monetary system, pools the resources, and says, we're going to give you a certain percentage of digital cash for what you have. So everybody kind of stays in the same place they are, strata-wise, if you will. Mm-hmm. But everything is now reduced to we're all kind of equalized by this digital currency that can get everybody out of debt and back to where we can survive. I think you're going to see this theme really develop in 2022 for the digital currency. Now, let me make a comment about digital currency sure. uh, real quick. Yeah. Um. The digital currencies that are out there now, some people ask me, Mark, do you think any of these digital currencies are the final product? I do not believe so, and here's why. All of these digital currencies are individually run and owned by companies. Whatever the Antichrist gets his hands on, it's going to need to be federalized. It's got to somehow be a unified, governmentally controlled digital currency because the governments can't control the currencies right now. So I think you're going to see it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to lose everything if you have money in Bitcoin or everything and other things. But somehow, Greg, these are going to be molded into this one federal currency worldwide. Well, I'll just say from a technical standpoint, Pastor Mark, that's the premise and the foundation of every cryptocurrency out there is that the ledger that tracks the currency is decentralized it is it is distributed amongst numerous computers throughout the world Mm -hmm. when you think of the federal reserve and any other government they have a centralized bank or a centralized currency Mm -hmm. so that's why i think in the long run bitcoin litecoin ethereum any any of these cryptocurrencies uh, that are based on blockchain technology and mm-hmm. blockchain blockchain technology. That's what is decentralized. Mm-hmm. I think these governments will have to create, if they go digital, either somehow commandeer that or create their own. But somehow it's not decentralized. Right. Somehow they've got to be in control of something that right now they don't have control yeah. over. Who knows how that's going to work? No, you're, but Greg, you're right. And I think they're going to be forced, like everyone else, into one system. Yes. Something will happen when we say, look, you can keep your digital currency, yeah. but now you've got to transfer it into our currency, yeah. and we'll give you the value of what it would be on a world currency federalized. And everybody's going to be upset. They're going to be mad, whatever. But you know what? It is what it is, and the Antichrist is going to take control of it. Yeah. So if you're thinking right now, I say that just to say this. You can make some investments and maybe make money. I know people are making a lot of money off of this kind of thing right now. But at some point, your digital currency is going to be dissolved and rolled into a federalized world digital currency that we don't have on the scene yet. And that's going to be the one that the Antichrist is going to control. And what's interesting about that, Greg, it goes right in line with the mark because you can't buy or sell. Once, once you digitize all money, the government or whoever's in control of that, they tell you what you'll get and what you won't get, when you get it, when you won't. You literally cannot buy or sell without their approval, and it will be done through some type of system where there's a mark. Probably it will monitor your account, how much digital currency you have, 
Um, yeah. it, you know, even, It'll probably start in phones and computers and things like that, and that it will it will graduate to that yeah. point. Yeah, and then it will graduate to oh, you must take it or you'll die. Well, yes, and the technology they're talking about now, Greg, with these marks, they have chips they're already talking about, and some people getting them. For example, uh, in Austria now, getting them for in their co- hand for, for, the for vaccine co- passports. Yes. yes. What's going to happen is you watch; it's all going to be rolled into one. Yeah. You'll be able to keep up with vaccines or other world things like that. You'll be able to keep up with bank accounts, digital. It's all going to be done by this mark. And, and, and who, again, we're being conditioned. We're being conditioned to accept it. And so this is going to get very, very interesting very fast. Now, uh, the next thing we see in May, Protestant church closures outpace openings in U.S. Now, that's, there's always been more churches opening than closing. This, this marks a turn. And we talked about it a couple of months back in our articles here. When they when they started like staying home out of church from the pandemic stuff, I, that's when churches started closing down and struggling. And now we see later on you get you get uh, further down the road here, more churches closing, more churches kind of disappearing because again they're not continuing to gather together. And that finishes up May. Now we jump into June, and notice here in June, uh, G seven nations reach historic deal on global tax reform. Now this is interesting for, on a number of levels for me. Number one. You know, Greg, we talked about this in our special uh, Christmas message that we did last Sunday. When Rome first was established, at the first part of Rome, Rome made taxation worldwide a big deal. Uh, they had to find a way to register the world and tax the entire world to fund what they wanted to do for their Roman world empire. We saw when Jesus was born, why did they go back to Bethlehem? They went back because there was a worldwide mandate for a tax. The whole world had to be registered so Rome could tax the whole world. That was, that was one of the main events that took place at the establishment of the Roman Empire. The Bible says the Roman Empire is going to be reestablished and revived, and we're watching the nations come together. It may not be called Rome, but we're watching it happen right now in this globalization. And the article is interesting. They are working together for a global tax reform. It's the same thing that happened at the beginning of the Roman Empire 2,000 years ago. When Jesus was born and he showed up, we're going to tax everyone again. And now we're seeing at the beginning of the Roman Empire, now in our generation, this whole, when Jesus is going to come again, this same kind of world tax thing. And again, because the world needs the money to do what they want to do for their agenda. Not God's agenda, the world's agenda. And so it's a very interesting side note there on this yeah. world tax. Next we see here. More information is starting to surface about COVID from the Cleveland Clinic. It says no need for vaccinated people who had COVID. Um, no uh, need to vaccinate. Yes, people. no need to vaccinate people who had COVID. This was the beginning kind of here in June. Now, people, wait a minute. Um, you've got natural immunity. If you've had COVID, there's no need to be vaccinated. We now know scientifically that's accurate, but that's still not being pushed that much. But this is where the very first beginnings of that, the Cleveland Clinic, some of these reputable people coming out and saying, you know what, we need to be looking at natural immunity and these kind of things. But once again, Greg, because it is political and because it is spiritual, I'm telling you, these shots are being used to unify the world to get ready for the mark. Because there's a spiritual aspect, even though Cleveland Clinic came out and said, what are we doing? If you've had COVID, you don't need the shot. Everybody's still pushing the shot because it's spiritual. So notice here again, the spirit overriding common sense and overriding science. Now we get to the next article. Uh, UK Jews under assault. Highest number of anti-Semitic incidents since records began, according to Breitbart.com. Again, One of the last day signs you're going to see is greater persecution against the Jews. We've already seen this theme come up once. Now it comes up again. So we finished June with that theme. Now we jump into July. Uh, Notice this again. The church comes back into the articles again. The American church has fallen is the headline. Shocking poll shows fake Christianity has supplanted the biblical worldview. Yeah, I'll just I just want to interject something real quick, Pastor Mark, because uh, you you mentioned this Wednesday night as we work through the Bible mm-hmm. um, here at Calvary. Um, we're in the book of Proverbs, chapter 29. And, you know, the Bible says that Jesus Jesus said, I am in the volume of the book from Genesis to Revelation. He's mm-hmm. there. Uh, Pastor Mark has shared with us many times over uh, a quarter to a third of the Bible is made up of prophecy. But that doesn't mean that it's like, okay, these four books are all prophetic and that's a third. No, from Genesis to Revelation equally is prophecy. But if you take all the prophecies together, it would equal a quarter to a third of the total of the Bible. Yes. 
And even in books that you would never expect, such as the book of Proverbs, Practical Application, chapter 29, verse 18, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. And explain for the people... What what that what that trans what where there revelation? is no revelation what that translates yes, into it means literally prophetic vision it means where there's no prophecy going on there's no prophetic vision the people are going to just throw off restraint you're not going to the word of God's not going to have the impact in your life that it should have if you don't have the prophetic viewpoint of the Bible that is why God gives such a large portion of the Bible as prophecy Greg and then you brought up a great point that is why it is intertwined so that as you're reading through the Bible there's always the prophecy getting you back on yes. target oh yes yes yes. And knowing, here's what prophecy does. It lets you know, one day we're going to stand before God. I'm going to stand before God. One day I'm going to stand before God. It does a lot of things, but that's one of the things that it does. And in so doing, you realize, I need to be living as though I'm going to stand before God. So prophecy is a purifier. It keeps us from just throwing off restraint, as it talked about there. And again, um, this is why, Greg, many churches right now, I believe, are falling apart. This is why many Christians have no idea what's going on in the world today, because they haven't focused at all on prophecy. Now, you shouldn't just always be focused on prophecy. I I believe as much as the Bible talks about it is as much as we should talk about it, about a fourth or a third of the time. Yes, we have a show that's dedicated to prophecy, but we don't talk only about prophecy at the pulpit. We teach through the Bible, and when prophecy comes up, we cover prophecy. Yeah. Just so happens this week we're doing a prophecy year in review, or, you know, prophecy update yeah. for the body. But the point is, because we look at prophecy, Greg, we recognize this was coming. We see what's going on. We're not shaken by it. We're prepared for it. And because of that, we're getting stronger. We're getting more excited. Whereas a lot of believers are falling away, and they're freaking out, and they're panicking because they don't know what's going on. My people perish due to a lack of knowledge, the Bible says, and they cast off restraint by not having prophetic vision. So, yes, when you see that the worldview Christianity, what this article went on to say was, is that Christianity is being so inundated with a, with a, a worldview that's, that's not a biblical worldview that the church is collapsing. And part of that has to do with prophecy and knowing what prophecy says. So a very huge um, article there in July. What's the next one? Uh, this from the, uh, uh, again, uh, the blaze Israeli government data shows natural immunity from infection much stronger than vaccine induced immunity. Now, Greg, notice the pattern. The first article we saw last month was, hey, um, immunity is just as good here. We, we were having immunity from that's helping with COVID. So people that have the uh, immunity that have already had COVID shouldn't get the shot. Now we see it goes farther than that with the Israeli numbers that came in here last July. We actually found out that natural immunity is actually much stronger than the shot. So if you've had, again, the whole argument, if you've had COVID, you don't need the shot. And so to say, well, go get the booster that makes you double strong. No, they found out that natural immunity is even stronger than any booster or anything else could be. So you don't need it. And when you go for these extra shots, all it does is open up more opportunity for more side effects. But again, what are we hearing in the news today? Are we hearing everybody now, as we're watching this theme develop, are we hearing, hey, we've now learned that natural immunity is the best, everybody back off. No, we're hearing, go get a booster, go get a booster, go get a booster. Why? It is spiritual. Remember, you have to throw reason and logic out the window when things are spiritual. But we see more information coming out about the effectiveness of God's immunity system built into us. Uh, next about to- seven minutes. All right, let's zip. Uh, July here, the next one, anti-Semitism rose 365%. Again, we talked about this. We're going to be seeing more of that. I'll mention that and move on. As honorable mention, I'll read the headlines because that's going to be increasing in the last days. Next, we saw vaccine mandates. Healthcare workers must get forced jabs, say medical groups. And again, we see how illogical that is when you see that natural immunity is much stronger. Um, and then this is huge for July. Elon Musk's Starlink satellite internet service to begin soon. Now they're saying it's going to be, they were saying it would be in 21. Now they're saying in 22. And as you were saying earlier, it's kind of being pushed back, uh, because of complications. But again, the technology for the whole world to see what's going on in the last days. Um, again, with this whole Starlink stuff, a lot of information, a lot of prophetic stuff related to this. I think about the two witnesses and everyone being able to see no matter where yeah, they are in the world. Yeah. So keep your eye on that. Then we jump into August. This is interesting to me, Greg. After seeing the concerns about the shots and then seeing that natural immunity is actually stronger than the shot, we come to August where it says PhDs, that is the smartest people on the planet, are actually the most hesitant to get COVID-19 vaccines uh, compared to all other educated levels. Isn't that interesting? Because they present it as you're dumb if you don't get the shot. Well, what the science is showing us is the smartest people aren't getting the shot. I'm not saying you're dumb if you got the shot. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying there's a reason 
Um, we need to think these things through. So you kind of begin to see this turn about the vaccines taking place. Yeah. Um, now we see we jump into September. Uh, creepy Australian officials start using New World Order as a talking point. Again, we talked about how the um, uh, the shots are going to be used to promote the New World Order. There we see it in Australia. And by the way, they've gone off the deep end over there. I was going to say, that spirit of Antichrist, when you, when you see these different nations talking in the same talking points, that's the spirit of Antichrist behind that. And you know the two leading this, Greg? I've, I've been noticing Australia and Austria. For some reason, they're leading this whole creepy New World Order thing. They're leaders right now. Keep your eye on yeah. them. We don't know where the Antichrist is going to come out of, but keep your eye on those guys. Uh, the next thing that happened in September, uh, the U.S. is losing the global race to decide the future of money, and it could doom the almighty dollar. dollar. We talked earlier about, again, yeah. the digital Same currency. Theme. We jump into October. Almost 70% of born-again Christians say Jesus is not the only way to God. Wow. Look at this. More, That's apostasy. Again, and what did the Bible say? In the last days, wow. there will be a falling away. Look at this next one. Facebook's company name changed to Meta as Mark Zuckerberg plans to focus on developing the metaverse. We talked about artificial you know, intelligence. And all this kind of stuff. Um, metaverse is going to be huge, Greg. And I, I will say this really quickly. Things like video games, things like that, very intense things where you're tracking with your eyes and stuff like that. And, and other things, too. R- remap the neural pathways in your brain. Yeah, that's scary It's like stuff. a reprogramming. That's and scary. that's documented scientific fact. Yeah. So just FYI, that could be another way the enemy uses Absolutely. Uh, AR or VR, virtual reality, those goggles, those glasses. Yes. Yeah, whatever. So yes, we, absolutely. Just FYI. No, great, great. Now we come to the last month we're going to cover here, and that is, notice this, November, Russia turns on Israel. Blast Israeli defense forces for airstrikes in Syria. Now, we're watching for this. Remember, Russia's been a friend to Israel up to this point. But we talked about the fact that at some point, Russia's going to turn because they're not going to support Israel. They're actually going to be pulled in by Iran to attack Israel. So that's an interesting turn right there. Mm-hmm. Next, we see, again, Look, uh, Bible says in the last days, there'll be lawlessness will abound. <laughs> look at this. Mobs yeah. of looters target Bay Area retailers for the third straight day. This is happening all over the country. Yeah. And remember, lawlessness will abound. The Lord told us as we get into the last days, we're now watching lawlessness abound. And now we talked about Australia. Look at Austria. In Austria, COVID nationwide vaccine mandate announced lockdown reimposed as of November 19th. Now, I don't know if they're still in lockdown right now or not, but the bottom line is they came out of it. They locked right back down. Greg, I just want to make some comments about the moments we have left real quick. Look, everybody's panicking about Omicron. And this, listen, the last I checked, it's hard to find numbers. I did more research today, and I'll tell you the way the CDC is saying it. The last information I could find was at the about mid-December or toward the 1st of December, um, there were three deaths worldwide from Omicron, one in America, one in uh, Europe and one in Israel. And, and, and two of them, they didn't say died of Omicron. They said they died with Omicron, which, by the way, some of these statistics where they're saying that all these children are now getting, you know, dying with Omicron. Uh, Dr. Fauci said yesterday, and, and I just saw it today, he said, really, this needs to be restated. They died with Omicron. In other words, they died, but they happened to die with, didn't mean they died of Omicron. They're, they're using the numbers and they're using this to try to make it sound like, or I didn't even say Omicron. He said they died of COVID. Here's my point. COVID, uh, Omicron is not killing people. I, it's almost like a godsend because if everybody gets it and builds up immunities, this could be the answer to this thing. So don't panic about Omicron and, um, and just realize, again, I want to encourage the church as we've taken this year in review and looked at what happened. I know I'm flying now because I'm fighting against the clock. Look, yes. I want you guys to know something. We are right on target. We talked about last year what happened. We're not heading into 2022. God's going to keep us right on target. This is going to be, I think, greater and greater deception heading into the last days. So let's keep our eyes on the Lord. Keep our eyes on his word. Um, if you stay focused on the word and God's word, you're going to stay on target. Don't freak out about all these things that are happening. The Lord told us they were going to happen. Let's relax. Let's trust the Lord. And he said, remember, when you see these things begin to happen, look up for your redemption draws nigh. I believe we're, and I know, we're closer than ever to the Lord's return. It's very exciting days. In your Sunday teaching, are you going to be talking more about looking ahead into the new year, or is it more of a recap like this? Well, we're going to do some things about where we are, but also looking ahead is really more of a looking forward. Because we didn't really have that much time to do that today. So we we encourage you folks, go to calvaryknoxville.org or thewaymedia.net. 
uh, Pastor Mark's Sunday morning message will be available to be watched live or or uh, or watched later, and he will be uh, kind of talking about some of these same things, plus things to look forward to in 2022. So we invite you to join us. Amen. Then. Amen. Amen. Well, we will see you next year. That's right. We will see you next year as we continue to discuss and learn how these things happening in our world today are pointing to God's word as signs of the times. reason you pray. Sure, prayer's about a relationship with God, but there was a reason long before you were convinced he could be trusted. You might pray because you want or need something, but that too is not why you prayed the first time. You needed rescue, and that was a prayer that changed your world. But when you prayed for the first time, there was another reason. This reason is something you probably haven't even thought of. The very first time you prayed, you may have been uncertain. You probably felt awkward. But the reason you prayed the very first time was because you felt alone. You wanted to know you weren't. Whether you realized it or not, that prayer was an invitation for God to step into your alone moments and bring His love, shine His light, and share His plans for you. Maybe you've never prayed before. Wait through those awkward moments and introduce yourself to God. 